Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hi, this is Amir. And this is also Amir. And you are listening to the You Don't Love Me podcast. Life from the perspective of a gay South Asian married couple. Enjoy! Gip gop. What does that mean? Gip gop. What does that mean, darling? Gip gop. Hello, everyone. My husband is being crazy. Gip gop. Oh, I'm not to say the word crazy anymore. No, it's neurodivergent. Stop it. This is not your stand-up comedy. <laughs> Hi, everyone. Welcome to the You Don't Love Me Boys podcast. My name is, of course, Gip gop. And oh, this my is God. We're going to get my, hate mail. This is my husband, also called Amir. Don't send Hate mail to Basically, me. it's from Family Guy and they hire a robot and all what the robot does is go, Gip Gop. I love that. It sounds very Eastern European. What does it mean? I don't know. It probably means down with communism or something. Oh my God, go Yip bye, gop. delete it. Anyway, how are you doing? I'm doing really, really well. It's been a while since we've recorded podcasts. <laughs> I, nobody has though. It, has, it actually has. And I always enjoy spending this time with you recording Aww. in this capacity. I do. I've really learned to love it. And, you know, it's, it's amazing. And I learned really, to love it. And I really enjoy it. And I treasure these moments with you. How Aww, are you? What a fake bitch. I'm joking. I'm good, even though you're over there choking on water. <laughs> No, I'm good, thank you, I'm good, I'm just, you know, navigating through life, doing my thing, going about my business. Yeah, you re- you really seem to be in the flow of things, is that yeah. right? Yeah, you seem to be in the flow of things too. I do, I really am, honestly, today, I, the girl, the, the I call it, when I'm in the flow, I'm in full on brown Karen mode, and it's not that I'm in brown Karen mode, it's just that I'm in the flow, and I'm like, emails here, give me it, do you know what I mean? And now I've just had a monster can, so I'm... Oh, wow. Full on, ready, galvanized, and focused. Is it, was it a monster can or was it a pretend one? It was a dark thunder can. I love them. From you? Aldi that looks very similar to a monster can. But do you love them? Oh, my God. And this isn't an advert, by the way. Well, I was just going to say, who knows? Maybe they have taken an advert out on this episode, <laughs> which so. would be hilarious. Be um, yeah. Hey, there's a skincare brand that I would love to work with. Um, maybe we should get in touch with them. Okay, you you manifest that. Hashtag manifesting. I don't know where that came from. But anyway, go on. Tell me about yourself. Um, Yeah, energy drinks. So you must be like roided, rage roided right now. Oh, yeah, full on. (laughs) Somebody has literally injected me with meth right now. That's how I feel. Oh, (laughs) Work. Yeah. Anywho. I'm kidding. I've never done meth. I don't know what it feels like. No. Can you inject meth? Um, I don't know. I'm trying to think of that drag queen that was doing meth. When they're injecting it backstage. But then does so it come in liquid saying, form? I don't know. I should know this. I did drug and I ran drug and alcohol workshops once upon a time. Yeah, but like but so did I, but it was very much like don't do it, it's bad, it scrambles oh, your brain. Oh, did you do it? Where did you do it? Um I so I used to teach like the younger kids when I was in sixth form. I used oh. to teach them about sex education and right. drugs. Let's stop you right there. <clears throat> Do you know what? I actually did it properly. Okay. I was like, I did it for connections. Oh, connections. Services. I remember connections. Thank you very much. When I was 18, 
you did it at the school that we went to. As There's a, a massive difference. As a sixth former, I was like 17 years old, probably, teaching like 12, 13 year olds about sexual did education. They pay you? No. Girls, oh, they didn't it, pay was me. It, was we it like you know. We we exposure. got we got ex, yeah we got <laughs> we we got voluntary experience certificates so that we'd work towards a Duke of Edinburgh award. But I didn't bother. I stopped after seventy five hours. Plot twist: jokes on you, Diane, because I didn't even do seventy five hours worth. But I got the certificates and I just boasted about them in interviews. But this is the twisted thing. You don't want to talk about drag queens being groomers. Picture this: me, a 16, 17 year old, trying to teach 12, 13 year olds about sexual health with a banana in the classroom, putting a condom on it. Oh, I, I remember when that happened, and we. It I felt had to make wrong. Sure my auntie was teaching it, and I had to make sure my auntie wasn't teaching um, my form group. Oh <laughs> no! Because we went to a shit school, the teachers Dude, would yeah. leave. Yeah, it was. It was. The wild. teachers were like, "Bye." It was a wild. Have fun putting a blue condom on a yellow banana. You know, in school, like... And teaching the kids about it. We went to, we went to the same school. And you're only no, a few, few years above me, but, like, your sex education, do you remember it? What, what happened? What uh, was your sex education? It was really weird because, like, we'd got a form. I felt it, the sex education came in really early, but it was year seven. I mean, now you get it taught as soon as you're born, do you know what I mean? Yeah, literally. Now it's like, you, you weigh eight pounds... And this is your blood group. By the way, this is where dicks and vaginas go. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's very that. This is where you come from. Yeah. but <laughs> Yeah. Whereas now it's very much like... I uh, know, but back then it was like year seven. So I was... I don't know how old. Um, 11 going on 12. 11 going on 12. And, and then it was just... you did sex education in the summer? Sounds so about you right. you 12. And then I got a form saying, we're going to be teaching about sex education. If you don't want your kids to know about it, don't go. And I was petrified. But then I saw my brother and I was like, they're going to teach us about naughty things. And he was like, girl, this is the only time you're going to get the sex education. Our Muslim parents are going to not tell you about how to do this. So he was like, I'm going to sign it and you're going to go to the sex education. Because I was so conservative. I had two pages in my um, revision book. Yeah. You remember the revision Oh, I know guides? where you're going with this. I, I glued the pages together. Yeah. There was two pages on sexual reproduction. I glued them together. And my brother laughed at me. He was like, you need to unglue these. And I was like, okay. I was like, oh, this is naughty. And then when I got to class, that's when we learned about it. But it you just... were typing boobies in on the calculator. Yeah, but no, <laughs> girl. But everybody else knew about it. But because I was such a teacher's pet, I was like, I'm going to get it right. This is called a penis. And she was like, no, it's penis. And then I was like, that's the vagina. And she was like, yes, well done, Amir. Vagina. And everyone was like, <laughs> penis and vagina. I never thought you'd tell the world. I, I was out there dark now. story that was penis my... and vagina. And everyone was like, oh my God, Amir, you're such a dipshit but well done for taking it for the team do you know what I mean but then but oh how my many god other people were thinking that the sexual education videos were really like explicit like it was softcore porn I'm not even joking there was a couple and they were like getting passionate and then they were like and under the covers and then before we'd see what was under the covers there was a visual diagram of um uh, g- uh the um a penis going inside a vagina then we in if that wasn't enough for us to get the message then they um, showed us another video where they put a camera inside a woman's vagina and you could see it fr- head on this penis just going in and out and then you could see the penis ejaculating well that's not good for homosexual children now is it because that got me way too happy and i was like wow i want a vagina <laughs> and call it a bummer do you know what's do really you know what I mean? crazy like i don't remember much of the sex education when we were in year whatever, it was whatever, wild whatever, seven. like i remember the tv being rolled in mm-hmm. and that small little tv 
<laughs> oh, shit's going oh, down. <laughs> nowadays, it's just Pornhub. Nowadays, oh it's just nowadays the schools I, just put Pornhub on. The, no, they just put Pornhub on and they bring in a drag queen and they're like, go on, groom the kids. Bye. Okay. Um, honey, this is not your drag comedy show. I'm sorry. Okay? I, the monster comes really like, here. Girl, go on. Um, I remember the TV being rolled in and I remember there was uh, a couple, a white couple, no representation. <laughs> Okay. Where are the brown penises? And um, we, no, we didn't see any of that. It was like they're in love. They <laughs> fall in love, and then the covers came on, and then then she was pregnant. The covers came well, on. No, she wasn't pregnant. That was a different one. And then the, <laughs> the covers came then the on. Then the stork came and, with the baby, and, and then we didn't get to see what actually happened. Oh wow! I remember that. And then you know, years later, when you know the six formers came to teach us about condoms on a, on a banana. And like what happens? And I'm like, oh, I, I genuinely don't remember um, learning about sex in school. When was I gone? When was the first time you learned about gay sex? Um, oh, I thought you meant sex in general. Okay. Can I tell you about that? Okay, go no. on. So basically, yeah. Yeah, basically. Back, back in Brothers, back yeah, yeah. in K Town, um, there was a girl, I'm not going to mention her name. And she was, was she 12? And she got pregnant. Um, it was, Hi, Sophie Turner. No, that, was that a different girl? That no, Jim's okay. making I, your I name I do actually remember her name. I'll tell you afterwards. Okay. Okay. And um, she, actually, she wasn't pregnant. Sorry. My relative who was 12 um, or 14 or whatever he was, 14, 16, was boasting at the time about having sex with this girl. Right, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Yeah, I slept with her when I was twelve. So he was saying that he slept with her when he was twelve. Oh, wow. And I'm like, "Wait a minute, they're like fourteen now, and she has a two-year-old." Oh wow! And I connected the dots that the baby was his, even though his brother was sleeping with her as well uh, at that point. Oh dear! So yeah, it was a real issue within the family. Gosh, I don't know what type of school and, you went uh, to. That was in school. This okay. is Randon Park area. Okay. And um Wow, what type of town did you grow <laughs> up in? This was my relatives. Oh wow. <laughs> um kind of. By the way, I grew up in the yeah, same I town know. as these guys. And so, these guys as so you. I was like, oh I don't know, I didn't know what it was. And someone that we know, one of your best friends. Okay. You know who, don't you? Yes. He was the one that told me about sex. Oh, of course he did. So we were on we were in the little park in uh, Lum Park uh-huh. and we were on the swings and he was like Oh my god! Do you know what sex? Do you know what happens? And I was kind of like, yeah. He was like, then he literally like explicitly told me like, it's like the you know you know the man's part goes into the woman's part, and this happens, and he got really explicit into it as well. Oh, well, he's always wanted and, to and be an educator, and he was re- he was really giggling about it and like ha ha ha, and then he was kind of laughing about the fact that he like kind of told me about like you know this relative of mine getting so pregnant, and you know I wasn't supposed to know and stuff. Oh, wow. So, yeah, work. What about gay sex? When did I first learn about gay sex? I remember. Um, I genuinely don't remember, but I'm, I'm assuming it was probably through Google search. Okay. Um, so, do you know, like, um, I don't know how you had it. I remember the first time we had a computer, mm-hmm. right? Do you know that big, massive block brick? Yeah. And um, it, was really, it was really exciting, but it was in, it was in the, the family room, the living room. And when no one was there, like... My mum was just in the kitchen making roti or type stuff in, you know. Oh, my God. And I tried to clear history. But then it freeze. And then, oh, my God. <gasps> oh, my God. The, the computers used to freeze so bad I back know. then. And then you'd be like, I need help. And then someone would come and fix it. And you'd be like, oh, my God, don't look at history. Or like with dial-up internet, it'd take like a minute for a picture to load. And it could just freeze midway. It was so bad. It was so, so bad. Oh, it was so bad. And then I guess with, with learning about gear sex, it's interesting because I kind of learned about stuff as I was doing it 
Mm. You know, and I, as I was getting, you know, into into it, you know, and you know, I guess probably not the best way to learn, but like, how how else was I supposed to know stuff? You know what yeah, I mean? it's crazy. I mean, with me, my um, brother actually told me about gay sex. He was the first person to tell me, and he was like, "Yeah, do you know what they do? Like, they do it the asshole." And I was like, "Oh, okay." And it kind of made logical sense. I was like, I was oh, going to okay. say, you go straight to that logical yeah. um, science route. In, yeah, have you done that like, since you were a kid? I think so. Okay. Yeah. And I was like, oh, so. And I, I was, I think I learned about gay sex before I actually knew about sex in hindsight. Okay. So I think I learned about, I think I must have been about eight, nine years old. Oh, wow. So I knew about gay sex, but I, it was something that I'd kind of just put in the back of my mind, I think, mm. probably. And then obviously we learned about sex education. Um, so there was always like a deviance attached to it, mm. which I think, which is really interesting, which is why I love the show Glamorous because they show it, they show homosexuality in a completely different oh, way. Yeah. And I feel ancient, but I'm really trying to keep up with the kids in not, but not in a creepy way. I'm like, but as an artist, you do. Yeah. You, yeah. You yeah. Have, have to. Yeah. And it's quite, that. it's quite refreshing to be able to kind of take the stigma away from it all. And I'm learning. I still am learning. Like I'm not, you know, I'm still a conservative woman <laughs> in my head. And I am, you know, I'm, try I'm trying to like kind of, because now it's not not even a question. It's just like, yeah, I'm gay. Or, yeah, we had sex. Nobody says gay sex. Nobody says did it up the arse. Like, that's not a thing. Oh, that was though, wasn't it? Massively. Are it's you kidding wild. me? It really, and honestly, like for me, the triggers are always there in and around. You know, because like we grew up um, when Section 28 was a thing. We grew up in conservative households. Um... Went to a terrible um, school. I think. I think was homosexuality struck off the mental health register in was it nineteen ninety two or I something? Know. You know, we we I was born when the AIDS epidemic was coming to an end. So yeah. I grew up with a lot of remnants of the stigma of of homosexuality. Period. Yeah. Then gay marriage wasn't legal. So yeah, much has happened, and now we're like corporate people and pride. Fuck off! Like you know, it's a completely different world now. Now it's like, oh, HIV is fine, girl. Get on prep, and you're fine. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, obviously, that's not the scientific way of looking at it. But, but I know. Like, I think everyone knows what you mean. It's a completely different world, so it can be quite overwhelming to try and catch up to it. You know. But yeah, that's that was my um, experience of it. And then it's interesting when you talk about the education of gay sex. For me, it was shipping myself over to um, Hungary, spending a year out in Budapest and watching Queer as Folk. Now, in hindsight, Queer as Folk was not the best thing for me to watch because Queer as Folk is, was highly sexualized. They, they taught, touched upon loads of topics, you know, interpersonal relationships. They had a gay couple, but like what I was drawn to was the sexual deviance aspect mm. of it. But I realized that wasn't healthy. But I was like, how do you make meet gay people? Oh, you just go to a gay sauna. The reality is that that's not the way that you meet. That might be a way for you to get off, but like that's not how you necessarily need to go about meeting people or getting blind drunk going to a club and then it's just guy after guy kind of thing. It was the need once. Yeah, so it's like, but but that isn't the, I mean, obviously now you have social media and you have Grindr and you have all these things, but there's also a really normal way to interact with gay people, which I wasn't, which I, I would argue wasn't even there. Do you know? Yeah. It just wasn't there. Like when you'd go to gay clubs, everybody would be there to hook up. Oh, 100%. Home. 
And now it's like, oh no, everyone's there just to have a great time. And then people do hook up. And, and then happens, some people do hook up. People and, call them like groups of friends. Yeah. And you know, it kind of meanders and it, it's organic in that way. And everybody knows why Grinders there. And everybody knows what a gay sauna is there for. And you can meet a gay person at a, you, at a workplace or, you know, randomly like that. That's fine and normal the, the whereas that just the wasn't have the case to be like the aim doesn't have to be we're going out to hook up yeah 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 i i, I remember being like me and my me and my sisters back yeah, in the day, I, yeah. Used to go to leeds and the aim was we're all gonna hook up yeah we're and all like, gonna pull and i'm like why was that the aim yeah 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 but that's i mean on on a basic level we're humans and we um crave love and affection and connection and with all the stigma, that was the most primal way in which we can do it. Whereas, you know, I was watching Glamorous and like they're all in a pool and they've got various body shapes. Granted, there's no plus size representation, but, you know, they are still of various shapes. And, you know, people who look like that would have insecurities, even if you are a muscle jock. Yeah. Um, and all what they're doing is in the pool, they're talking and they're passing a ball. And I was like, oh what's happening here on the basic level? And they keep referring to each other as friends. Well, some of them are friends, some of them aren't. But on a basic level, what they're doing is experiencing a human connection. Yeah. And they're an experiencing a connection based on their combined um, experiences. And they show that through their drag as well. Like, you know, they're not drag queens, but they are confident enough to be able to indulge in a bit of femininity without... Uh, you know, with it adding to their bonding experience rather than taking away from their masculinity. But again, that's a very different world. It's a very different world to what it was. Uh, whereas before it was like, you don't do that. You do that and you're you're ostracized or you're one of them, you know? Mm. And then uh, even with the queer community, within the queer community, within the, the, the gay community, and then... Um, Shows like Queer as Folk, I don't, I can't remember them showing that type of stuff at all. It was like you'd show a drag queen at white party in America, mm. and then the rest, but then the gays were just getting pissed drunk off their face on drugs, on poppers, getting with guys night after night. And I think to myself, I'm like, I get it, but like, how healthy is that? Mm. You know, is that is that a type of addiction that you're showing that's manifesting in many ways? Um, and now, given how evolved it is, you know, you don't call it gay sex. It's just is sex. It, when you're comparing it to straight people and seeing it as equal, then you're able to see as to what's healthy, what's not healthy, what's correct, what isn't, you know? And that's really refreshing, but it's overwhelming as well. No, of it course, really uh, is. Of course, of course it is. Yeah, of course it is. And, you know, it is it's so interesting, you know, how we've got here <laughs> yeah. from just thinking about, like, you know, a bit about, you know, sex education in, in schools. I'd love to know what it's like now. Yeah. You know, I'd love to know what, you know, the the experience now that they learn about gay sex. So well, however you want to call it, I don't want to call it that, but you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Alternative forms of sex education. But, yeah, but, but we do have so much more education out there. You know, when I was watching... Um, you know, it's so interesting. The shows have changed, man. Yeah. When I was watching I Kissed a Boy, um, one of them was telling them all how to douche properly. That's so interesting. And healthily. Mm. And I'm like, it wasn't a taboo thing or something that like, oh yeah, let's hide away or deviant. Because I'm like, yeah, actually, that would have helped me massively years ago. Well, before... Do you know what I mean? That, like, yeah. like, that would have helped me so much. And then in a way, like, 
you know, when we were younger, and I'm assuming when, you know, when we, a lot of us were younger and had our daddy issues and went for all the men and, and, mm-hmm. and things such as that. You know, there were issues around that, but I guess in a way we, we had to because that was our education as well. Yeah. Uh, and our learning of how to do things properly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, 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 you know, such. And there was, such, there was something that was the to only learn. Route, but now, like, we do have so many more mediums for people to pass on their learnings. You yeah, know, yeah, now, yeah. Now, now these people can be like, oh, like, we can be like, hello. Yeah. I mean, you know, uh, we've spoken about this, and I hope you don't mind me talking about it openly, but like, I w- went through a period of, seeing somebody who was older than me, significantly old, not significantly, but like it was a good 10, 15 years. Yeah, 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 at the time it was like a 10, 15 year gap. But seeing that person transform my life because I learned about professionalism. I learned about yeah. how to keep a job. I learned about how to have a household. I learned about, I even learned, you know, relearned driving. I'm yeah, not joking. Yeah. Like there was so much for me. And, and you know, I am grateful for that experience. I would never want to repeat that. Do you know what I mean? Is <laughs> unfortunately, fortunately, is done. Um, things happen for a reason. Things happen for a reason. But like I that right was time. my that was my education. I mean, you know, I remember going to a sexual health clinic, and um, all what I'd learned was the risks of being who I am. You think you're gonna die? You walk in the door. I I mean, you know, you'd have to go to. A, I mean, I remember in Nottingham, I'd have to go to a hospital to get tested. And then I'd have to wait three weeks. And I remember this bitch of a healthcare person, like the main one that I was worried about was HIV. And she proper drew it out. And it was the last thing she said. And I was like, I was so relieved, but I was petrified because I, I didn't know. And it, you know, and Okay, fine. I shouldn't call her a bitch. You know, she was just doing her job. She had an interesting way of doing it, which is fine. But like the stigma of having to go to hospital to make sure you're fine because you're gay, that doesn't happen to straight people per se. No. You know, you everybody should get regularly tested. I mm. get that. But like that that can be tough. You know, that's not from my understanding, that's not common practice for straight people. Or at least it wasn't in the same way that it was for gay people. Um, If you were having sex with a person of the same sex, you couldn't donate blood. Yeah, I know. And I've I've never donated blood. And I haven't... Now I'm kind of at the point where I don't even have the time. But, like, um, I've always wanted to. But that whole thing was so overwhelming. And I tell you, one of the reasons why I'm talking about this is because for the longest time I have been... I'm fine. I can do this. I can handle this. And recently I've been going through an experience of being vulnerable and I've Mm. really allowed myself to be vulnerable in a really different way. And I'm okay talking about these things to say that I'm not fine. You know, there's a lot of stuff that I don't allow myself to say because I'm a person of color. And I know that I am Mm going to be held to a prejudiced regard by not everybody, but some people, but then I have also got to learn that the world is a changed place and that is not necessarily the case. And there are people who are willing to help you regardless of what your, the color of your skin is. Mm-hmm. And so I have to allow myself to be vulnerable in order to invite that energy in. So that is one of the reasons why I'm talking about these type of things. One final point that I'll say is, um, before passing it back on to you, was I remember there was this one person who was testing me and giving me advice on sexual health. This is probably about 10, 15 years ago now. She was labeling everything in such a clinical way as she was regarding it as high-risk behavior. And 
I can't remember what she said. It'll, it'll come back to me. There was something that she said to me that really stuck in my head. And I was like, oh. So then the whole experience of making having a sexual connection with someone, it's supposed to be beautiful, in mm. my opinion. Like, Or it's supposed to be enjoyable. But imagine having it in the back of your head that you're going to die. Mm. It's like, how is that fair? Mm. You know? And I'm so glad... So, so glad that things have changed for the kids. Oh, yeah. Now... Oh, my God, yeah. You, do you know what I mean? There's <sighs> there's so much more uh, available. But, yeah, that, that really stuck with me. I can't remember exactly what she said. She'll It'll come back to me. But how was how it? Because you, you and I are of a similar age. Am I right in thinking maybe it was a similar experience for you too? Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, it's so weird. You really took me back. Like, I... I remember once, God knows how many years ago, it must have been, I'm not going to say where, mm-hmm. but in a place, um, getting a sexual health test. And it was sort of like, I didn't want to get a sexual health test because I was so afraid mm-hmm. of like, oh my God, what's going to come up, you know? And I was, you know, um, you know, practicing safe sex and everything. Mm-hmm. But like, you, I don't know what I don't know Yeah. at the end of the day. And, you know, you, you hear stories and you hear everything and, it, and, it, and it's so scary and you are kind of alone. You are alone as well. Yeah. You know, because who, Not I, out who, to your family. who am I going to turn to? Yeah. You know, yeah, where yeah, I lived yeah. and everything. You get asked all these questions and I do remember lying for some of the answers. Yeah. I remember lying because I didn't want them to know that I, yeah, I went to the sauna and I had sex with this many people and I did this and I did that. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't want them to know that because of the way they were with me. Mm-hmm. Like, that's really bad. And I'm like, I knew I was lying. Then I was like, oh my God, is me lying going to affect all of the results and this mm-hmm. and that? Do you know what I mean? What test will I get? What test? But I was like, I still want all the tests. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Because I, I didn't not want them. And it's like, why am I being made to feel... It was so cold. Yes. It was so cold. Like, I don't even remember. I can't believe I'm remembering how cold it was. Like... And hollow and cold. And now it's weird because now when I speak to, um, you know, my children, I call them, you know, the the younger South Asians that I'm, you know, with that are part of my life. And, you know, like it's changed so much for them. No. They are like on prep. They are getting sexual health tests every three months. They're really open about their their sexuality and what they get up to. I mean, for goodness sakes, we've, we've, been, we've been on nights out, one of them's pulling, the other one's like, have you took your prep? Have really? You yeah. And I'm wow. like, this is, a, I, I'm sure it's not everywhere, but you know, we're in Manchester and I'm like, this is really, really, really good, really good practice that has changed this much. And it's been probably a really short amount of time, isn't it? 10, 15 years or is it a long amount of time? Who knows? Oh, it's such, it, it, know, feels it, 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 it feels cha- overnight. It feels It's changed so much and that's really, really good to, 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 to see. You know, I've even... You know, they've even had talks about when they've contracted like chlamydia or gonorrhea and, and, and what it means. Or like, oh, I've, you know, in group chats, like, um, I'm not going to mention any of their names, but, you mm-hmm. know, oh, this person said to me they've got this. And someone's like, oh, you'll only have to do this if you have it. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, so the narrative really has changed from when we were younger to if you have sex, you might die. Well, to it- like, to like, um, if you have sex, be a, you know, be as safe as possible. Do X, Y, and Z. Um, you won't die, but if you contract this, this is what happens. And have a good time. And and that's as simple as that. And I'm yeah. like, oh, work. Because guess what? 
Yo, telling me that straight people don't catch any infections. You, you tell me well, that doesn't happen. No. I mean, honey, like, forget about just sexual infections. I mean, we catch a cold. Yeah. Like, like, yeah, yeah, we, yeah. You're around people, we, you know? Yeah, and I mean, no one, and like, girl. I mean, it, it, it's completely transformed. I mean, I just remembered what that nurse said to me because she was like, when we were talking about anal sex, she was, she was like, yeah, you know, because like nothing's supposed to go up there. Oh my God. And I was like, and I've always questioned that. Yeah. And, and you know, having worked in the medical world, I have. I can say with, with you know, degrees of confidence that, like, um, thoughts, opinions, and attitudes change. Yeah, and, you know, I mean, you could get... I'm pretty sure you could get, like, prescribed cocaine back in the day. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, things change. We're not giving out lobotomies anymore. Yeah. So, like, things things evolved. And I and the joke was always, well, if you're not supposed to put anything up there, then why do we have a juice spot there? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, can I you know, explain I, that I, to I me, Diane? Say that. Can we explain that? But like it was and then like, you know, language such as such as, oh, so you engage in high risk behavior. So it's like, okay, so I'm gay, I like guys. It's not a mental health disorder anymore. I grew up in an ultra-Orthodox household. My parents don't agree with me, but my parents don't know who I am. But then now it's called high-risk behavior because I might catch an incurable disease. Great. Yeah. Oh, by the way, there's some racist people as well. Mm. Even better. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's a like lot. It's a lot. So then now, um, one thing that really shook me was um, the gays' attitude towards monkeypox. Yeah. They Rosa parked the shit out of it. <laughs> they were like, we need this vaccine right now. Open up the coffers. Done. And, you know, doing stuff like that is not easy. Like, again, having worked in the medical world, having worked in the medical device world and the pharmaceutical world, you know, it's hard to get that shift and turnaround, particularly something as big as getting prep for free mm. on the NHS. That's so, such a huge win for our community because... It takes years of legislation and, and it takes years, uh, years of work. So, you know, the person or the individuals who have done that, I really do applaud them because that is not easy to do at all. Um, and to be able to make space and allowance for it, um, uh, you know, it takes paperwork and time and effort. So, and, and that's why I'm so passionate about the work that we've done with the likes of the Terence Higgins Trust mm. or the George House Trust in particular, because... It means people can live a longer, happier, healthy uh, life, but also a, an equal and valid life. Mm. You know, there's 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 nothing wrong with those. Oh no. Um. So it's overwhelming, but it's refreshing to see. So with shows like Glamorous, I'm like, do you know what? I'm glad that the younger generation have it different. I'm not going to say better, but at different. least they have it different. Should we take a break, my darling? Yeah. <laughs> we should have took we about 10 a, minutes ago. We should. I'm so sorry. That's okay. We'll take a short break We're now. We're going to take we'll a short break and we will be right back. And divas, we are back. We are back, fierce divas. Fierce divas, the hunties. Are you the girls? I'm the doll. I'm the ball. The girls We're are the girls, girls and the dolls the are the girls. Just the girls. And the divas are fierce because the dolls are the girls. And that's on period. Hunty. Oh my god, look at us trying to be 21. I know, right? Ah, <laughs> college. <laughs> oh my god, do you know when we go for our big walk sometimes? Yeah. And we walk past the university and stuff. Manchester University, yeah, yeah. And you're like, oh my god, I'm just going to hand my assignment in. Yeah, I always do that. But like, this is just me being an idiot. But like, I love making specific remarks to see if whether any student is studying that course so they panic and be like, oh my God, I need to handle my dissertation in for arts. <laughs> arts, anyone? Anyone for arts? And be like, oh my God, yeah. that research project for biomedical science, do you know what? I hear, I heard they're making everyone do it again. You're such a dickhead. Biomedical you? science, anyone? 
Anyone for biomedical science? It's quite funny. I swear I had turned once. Girl. Anyway. In your head. (laughs) They're like, why is this geriatrics? What did they used to call us? Not us, but like the older students. Not senior students. It was something that was quite... Mean? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. What was it? Go Google it if you want. Oh my god! See if it's on Google. Well, I'll entertain the children. Okay, honey. go on, darling. You tell. You talk. I don't know what I'm talking about, but anyway, like, I don't know how we got here with our conversation, but I do remember it being triggered by school and sex education in school. Now, did you ever get any um, education on like um, having babies and stuff? Um, who sex education? Like, um, or how to take care? Mature yeah, students. Mature students. Mature that's students. So that's so mean. God. Because like being thirty doesn't make you mature. <laughs> no, really doesn't. You should call them immature students. Well, trust me. Like developing students and immature twats. Oh yeah. Or like midlife crisis students, which is actually more mean. But you know. Oh yeah. Oh, hundred percent. Right. What was the saying? <laughs> you were saying yeah, as to whether you, I had... Did you have to like look after the baby? And all that no, stuff. so that was health and social care. Oh, yes, it was. Health and social I care. I was so gel, you know. But, I was like, I want to chuck a doll to a wall. But like... But like <laughs> <laughs> hell, hell, yeah, no, so they would give you a, a baby. To, you had to take care of it for a week or something. Yeah. So you used to randomly, at one point in the year, see a load of teenage girls just carrying a doll around. Going, he's crying. Was I was wild. so... Oh my God. So this is what I was going to tell you, right? There was this one time um, in Humanities, we were like oh what would you like to study we used to get given a choice this is how amazing the school was and it was like do you want to study abortion or euthanasia <gasps> and you have to do coursework on it yeah yeah yeah, yeah same so i was like because i was like ringleader i was like girls we're doing euthanasia that sounds more fun i was like i can't be bothered with abortion right now <laughs> saving pro life i'm kidding <laughs> or whatever it is i don't know um so i was like, we're doing euthanasia and i swear there was this one girl who was really enthusiastic about that then you were the later girl, on, you? no. Well, <laughs> apart from me, oh my god, I used to have this tiny little Panasonic phone. I used to wear it around, <laughs> around my your neck, neck. around my <laughs> fucking neck, little silver. You're really exposing yourself. Phone with a blue light. Oh yeah, girl, That's I was such a cool kid. I was the little faggoty fuckface. I was so good. I loved you're like, it. Like, uh, why are they calling me faggot? Yeah, I was like, <laughs> sir, why are you calling me a faggot? Though not sir, but um, Becky White was the teacher's name. Don't. What, Mrs. White? It's Can fine. We, oh, we like, dude, like her. Somebody once tripped her up and she fell in the corridor. Bless her. She, I had her. She'd love to hate I, me. I had her for a moment in humanities and she was pregnant. She was always pregnant, wasn't she? I had her, Becky White. And then I remember when, oh, oh no, I can't say this either. Go on. <laughs> and then because there was an incon- interconnecting door uh-huh. with another teacher called Mr. Finley. Yeah. Who was there for a bit. Do you remember Mr. Yes, Finley? Mr. Finley? We used to call him Finners. Finners. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> piss him off. Yeah. And she fell. Yeah, she in did the in the corridor. Which, or was no, it in the classroom? She, well, this is probably a different time. She fell in the classroom when he came running in through the connected door. I was like, are you okay? Who? Oh. Probably superhero mode. And she was oh, like, I'm okay. But like... Was she pregnant? Um, yeah. But she oh, was okay. poor thing. Thankfully, she was okay. And then she, was, didn't, she wasn't there long. Oh, God. Can, do you know what? Take this away from me, please. Because humanity is too much of a long story of two years. Yeah, she loved to hate me because I was annoying as fuck. But she loved me at the same time. Anyway. You were a nerd. No, but in her class, I was like... I was... I was going through my bad girl era, so I had a tiny little tie. Was it like, was it like me and Ari? I'd undo my shirt. I the shirt had tiny sleeves. It wasn't that? a proper. It wasn't a proper school uniform shirt. It was just some other shirt that I had. And I'd wear my. I was like one of the chavy girls. I know you can't say chav now, but that's what we used to call it, and it was fine. I remember having the tiny little tie. Yeah, and I used to. I used to hang around with all. I used to love the chavy girls. I used to they love were the everything. White girls. Yeah, the white <laughs> girls were everything. Girl, no wonder I do brunches with them now. But anyway, um, and. I believe it was our class. It was a girl. And then we started doing abortion. As in the, the, the topic. Yeah. <laughs> and she started You're crying. so cancelled. 
she started crying and then she had to leave because she was pregnant well yeah we did have the highest pregnancy rate in all yorkshire in our school she was pregnant girl she was pregnant she was 16 years old and nobody knew that she was pregnant and then she had the baby afterwards work yeah, good for her. I hope she's literally leaving. But I swear there was loads of girls who were pregnant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it was like ma- it was massive. In our the school. minute we handed in our GCSE exams, it was literally pop, 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 pram. Yeah, that was your lot's year. Yeah, our right? year. No, oh my god, our year what, was wild. Do you know what your lot's year did? Mm-hmm. You inspired like the younger years to get pregnant earlier. Yeah, oh, and like um, these girls would have like twenty-four-year-old boyfriends, and like they were like, "Oh, it's Girl, fine." One had it a, was wrong and probably illegal. One one of the girls in my year came to collect her GCSE results with her teacher boyfriend who taught in another school. It's so And wild. I'm like, this is wrong on so many levels. It's no one doing it. I hope someone was doing something about oh, it. Oh, I don't think anybody was. Honestly. The teachers were completely checked out. Do you know what? Like, broadly it, th- There's so many things with that school because, you know, obviously there were some really good teachers who saved us. Oh my God, thank you, English department. English department was Honey, lit. Honey, you are, English department, shout out to you because mama, you are everything. Yeah. And, um, but there were so many levels to it. Now I've worked in schools and I had a work experience there at one point. Um, they, they were so disenfranchised, those teachers, because they were coming in. Babe, as it was NQT. a rough as fuck school. No, it, it was, and then the leadership was just appalling. And the racism just seethed down through through a lot of them onto us. And it was horrible. Yeah. Oh, girl, the prejudice. Yeah. Anywho, Anywho, back to sex education. Back to everybody is equal and everyone thinks things fine. And was it really racism? Let's think about that. It probably wasn't. It's probably just in our heads, babe. Right, before we wrap this episode up. Also, when we used to walk down to school, why was there a field full of cows? Why did we used to have to dodge cows? Well, you couldn't walk on the path. Yeah, but the cows used to come right up and some yeah, of them used to be aggressive. Isn't we it weird? <laughs> yeah, that just happened. How we used to have to <laughs> walk through and around a field full of cows yeah, to get to school. and smoke a tree. Yeah. Which was a giant acorn tree or something. Yeah. And then we'd, we'd, we'd have race wars. We'd have a wall of brown people. We'd have a wall of brown people and a wall of white people. Yeah. And it was like... Gladiators is just run and start fighting, and then we'd have the police come over. I know. Do you remember the nature reserve? Oh my god! You know, I used to be allowed to leave early on a Friday. You know. Yeah, so you didn't get beat up. Yeah. Yeah, that was a period of time. They used to do that to be like, okay, he's one of the good kids. Let's keep him out. And they. Isn't that wild? Oh yeah, they did do that. Because I used to always hear about these wars, and I only saw a bit of one at one point. They um. Yeah, it was wild, and you used to have the police set up all the way down through Lund- to Lund Park and stuff. Yeah, all around, around the areas. How was that normal? Yeah, school was wild. It's like, oh, either you dodge the racist white people, or dodge the homophobic brown people, or the fucking cows. <laughs> <laughs> what was this school? You know, I hope your your technology teacher doesn't push you off your stool. Oh my god, yeah, the technology teachers were quite twatish, god, weren't yeah. they? Oh my god, I don't know what was happening. Do you know who was? Um, outside of the teaching staff, were there any gems in that school, do you think? You can remember. I remember one, by the way. Teaching I mean, even the English teacher who I liked was quite mean. Okay. Um, she was all right with me, but still, she was she very stern. Very, very stern. I did like her. She needed to be. But, girl, are you kidding me? We were feral. She needed to be. I mean, you know... We're the same year where somebody jumped out of a window of a two-story building and broke his uh, wrists and ankles. Um, 
after being chased by a teacher. Anyway, was there a gem? No, I mean, there were, there were gems that people liked, but I wasn't too... Um, my whole thing was, because my parents were like, you're not the special kid. You you may be the high attainer, but you don't need special treatment based on your race. That's what my parent my that was my parents' very thing. It was like yeah. you go there, you do the best that you can, which is code for do better than everyone else because you're a migrant child. So like there was one teacher who would look after, like, um, unofficially look after all the South Asians because obviously we were at a disadvantage and we needed that sort of helping hand. And when I did my GCSE in Urdu, then I spent a lot of time with her because she was in was charge. Pardon. What's her name? Uh, Mrs. Blackburn. What's her first name? I want to say Lynn Blackburn. Lynn, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she was kind of like in charge with a lot of the South Asian kids because obviously, you know, we'd, we'd have our own difficulties. Not necessarily just race, but, you know, just our uh, our households it, it, around there. It was there. the particular areas but that she, we come from. Yeah, but she was also in charge of um, Urdu, Urdu GCSE. And I did my GCSE in Urdu when I was 13 years yeah. old. So then I'd spend more time with her during that time. And I and she was very beloved and I could see why. But at the same time, as it was a red flag for me, or at least I was told it was because I was like, I don't need special treatment. I just need my GCSE <laughs> so I yeah. can get into the local newspaper with it. And then, then yeah, we're done. You better work. <laughs> yeah. What about you? For me, it was um, Jackie um, that worked at Subway. Oh, my God, Jackie. So How Jackie can we forget Jackie? Was... Is she still with, with us, I wonder? Uh, I heard she passed away. Oh, I hope not. Because she was, I hope she, not. She, she, um, she, she was, was lovely. She, she was the mother to um, someone in my form. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, she was just lovely. She used to, because um, sometimes I would spend my break time queuing up mm-hmm. if I wanted um, a subway mm-hmm. for, for lunch, but she'd put a side of cheese salad for me. Mm. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She was really sweet. And like, um, God, I was honestly trying to like politicize everything. We had speakers down, down, you know, in that area. And we were the emos and the chavs used to hang out on the other side of the area and stuff. And we used to fight over what music to put on. So I would, I, I ended up ripping CDs with all sorts of music. So it jumped from like My Chemical Romance to Tom Zanetti. Not and it had to have everything on it. And the chavs still weren't happy. But like Jackie was like really supportive of me and everything and really helped me out in that situation. Oh, that's just so saying, lovely. She well, was so nice. If you're listening, here's to you, Jackie. Thank you for the wonderful sandwiches. Do you know, you for looking oh, out yeah. for us. You don't. It's so weird in life. Like, it just shows how just always smiling, being good, no matter what's going. You don't know what difference it's going to make in anyone's life. Mm-hmm. I still remember that. Mm. That was a little light, yeah. a little gem in my life, just for a tiny moment mm. of all that shit that was going on mm. and all she was doing. Well, all no, I wouldn't say all, but all she was doing was like you know selling me a sandwich. But mm-hmm. it was she was so lovely. Mm. So I still remember. So thank you, Jackie. Thank you, Jackie, for your gorgeous, wonderful sandwiches. You were an absolute gem. Um, I think that's uh, in all the time we've got for I today. I think so. That, that was, was interesting. That, that was, was really. I had a lot of fun. I did too. Yeah. It, it felt like it felt like an exhale. Yeah. Memory lane. Memory lane. I feel good for it. Here's to a better, brighter future. Yes. Thank you so, <laughs> Come so on, much. Miss America. Miss America, I love you all so much. Thank you so, so much. Uh, because we love you. <laughs> See you, you guys next time. We don't love me. Goodbye. Happy Pride Month, gay. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the You Don't Love Me podcast with Amir and Amir. For all the latest happenings, you can follow us on Instagram at You Don't Love Me Boys. That is at You Don't Love Me Boys. 